All right, welcome back into the home of Sooner fans. The Ref, Hour 3. We got our top five stories of the day coming up. But again, on a Monday after an OU football game, it's the top five takeaways brought to you by Newcastle Casino. But looky here. Jim in Arlington has checked in on the Riverwind Casino jackpot line. Let's go. What's up, Jim? How are you? Hey, I'm great. Hey, I'm on a Bluetooth driving. Can you hear me? I we hear got you, you loud and clear, bud. Okay, great. Yeah, I just want to get my experience from OU Texas. I got there good and early, got to my feet. Uh, I tried to turn on T-Row, but uh, using the frequency he put out there on Twitter, I heard nothing but static and some uh, fading in and out. Hispanic mm. stations locally. So I tried to scale down the dial as soon as I get. I got the Longhorn Network. Oh, no. The correct way. <laughs> And, yeah, so I pretty much had to ride it out because I want to keep up with going the game. Uh, you, you know, the amazing fans, it's not always these details going on. So I listen to Longhorn Network, but I quickly learned, like, hey, the kids did it. Because every time I listen to Craig, something bad would happen to us or something good would happen to What I do, I would turn him down, and as soon as I see a good play, I listen to see what they have to say about it. And it worked <laughs> for the rest of the game. And I also ended up picking a box and setting up I ended up getting a ticket right in the middle of a bunch of frat guys from OU. Nice guys, but uh, I could have done without the beer shower, but I was a bit sport about it. Uh, now I'm drinking a lot of life the rest of the game. So, uh, as you can imagine, during that go-ahead touchdown run, uh, touchdown pass that Anderson caught, I definitely got the beer shower. But I didn't. I didn't care. It was all good. Uh, I was so glad that OU won after what happened the year before. I didn't talk any smack to Texas fans, but it was we walked through the fairgrounds. No issues, no pushing or shoving. Got back to uh, my train ride back home, and everything was sweet. It was a perfect day. That's awesome to hear, man. Thanks, Jim, for sharing. Appreciate the phone call. All right, thanks, guys. I heard TJ say that coming in. Y'all just got unlimited funds or something? Those beers aren't cheap, man. <laughs> I understand, like, the water bottles. That's kind of cool, but, you know, that. That's like a $15 beer, I think. Might even be more. Maybe by that point it's warm and they don't care anymore. It's like, I'm not going to drink and I'm throwing it in the air. Water just filters right off. It gets all over you. Come on. Very rare phone call from Jim in Arlington. How about that? Appreciate the phone call there, Jim. Hour four of the Plank Show is... Hour three, we could do four. We could do eight if you wanted us to today. Ah, they can have hour four, too. Hour three, the Plank Show is brought to you by Mop and Roofing and Construction. They've got you covered. Oklahoma, call Bob and his team at 405-703-3843. Tis time for the top five stories of the day. It's time for the top five stories of the day. Brought to you by Newcastle Casino. Newcastle Casino, where real gamers play. Let's go, man. Newcastle Casino, bring you our top five stories of the day for today. It is the top five takeaways from Saturday, which could be 15 different takeaways from Saturday. Newcastle Casino, conveniently located I-44, exit 107, 14 table games and rewards galore. At NewcastleCasino.com. Big story number five. Big takeaway. Number five. five. I'm going to go back to something Toby said. Jackson Arnold made a massive impact on that game. Because the confidence Oklahoma has in its backup quarterback has really opened up the quarterback run game a lot. 
or at least allowed them to call a few more design runs. I haven't gone back and truly checked the tape, but I would say at least half of the 14 carries by Gabriel were designed runs, if not maybe a little bit more. Handful of, I don't know it, truly if it broke down 7 7 or 8 6 or what, but he was able to create a lot with his feet. He finished as the team's leading rusher with 113 yards, a touchdown, and averaged Josh every single time that he ran the football 8.1 yards per carry. I don't know about you, but that's pretty impressive whenever you're able to get that kind of production from the feet of your quarterback. Yeah, and. I'm trying to think which drive it was. He had the big third down scramble. I, I don't remember if it ended up leading to points, but yeah, I mean, obviously he that that was not a, a designed run when he tucked it and ran it on the third third and long there. But uh, no, he's he was really good with the feet, and uh, a lot of the design stuff obviously worked. Unfortunately, on one of those drives, missed kick. You know, sure took something away from you, but he, he played a he played a terrific football game. Now. There are still going to be, and there should be, questions about that running back spot. Tawi Walker and Marcus Major took a majority of the carries, and they carried it 24 times for just 93 yards. And I think that average was right around three yards per carry. Gavin Sawchuk got a, I think, try to sneak something in carry late in that game. It's becoming pretty obvious that Javante Barnes is still struggling to get back. But it's still, you know, Travis has been selling. He finished with two touchdowns. Travis has been selling this, and I'm buying everything he's selling. I kind of think, I think Tawi's that guy. I think he's the dude. Dropped potential touchdown, but, you know. It was was not a great throw. It was not a good throw. And what happens if he gets tackled at the one, right? You just, again, I don't think he would, but you never know in those situations. Good throw he's walking in. I think that – was it really – was it – I see, I didn't really – I couldn't really oh, tell yeah. from my it, angle. And, and really, if he had just caught it, he, he was getting in. Okay, all right. So it was, a, it was a little bit too low. Is that what it was or behind him? Yeah, a little bit low. And uh, he still pro- – I mean, he still should have made the grab. But, uh, it, you know, he was not put in a great position to go get it. Well, you are turning into Trey. How dare you hate on what – It was me. it was a makeable that was missed. <laughs> I – it's – it's really, though, of all those things, it's a credit to what Dylan Gabriel was able to do with his feet. I mean, it really, it was the difference maker in that game for the Sooners. Which gets me to number four. Number four. I thought the offensive line was really good. I thought the offensive line for everything that we thought, Josh, that Texas was defensively, we knew... We knew that Oklahoma's offensive line, specifically the interior, was really going to be challenged. Now, again, you've got to you've got to step back and give credit where credit is due, and there is a lot of credit that goes again to Dylan Gabriel and the job that he did with his feet. But I was asked, I asked Andrew Rame after the game. And here's what he said about the challenge in blocking that Texas offensive line and just what allowed them to have the success they did. I mean, they got some – I think one dude is like 6'6", 350. But um, it just comes down to technique, and we got the best coach in America. So, like, 
you know, we practiced all week. Um, we knew what we were going against, and we just focused really focused down on the details and the fundamentals of playing football and going against bigger athletes. And, and honestly, it ain't that hard once you learn the technique from Coach B. <laughs> honestly, ain't that hard once you learn the technique from Coach B. What a take from Andrew Rame. I love it. But also in that, Josh, what a what a job that they did, right? I'm never I think the I'm glad that the overhead shot, I'm glad it showed Walter Rouse blocking two dudes. Oh, that was pretty awesome. It's the offensive line did a great job on Saturday. And they were down some dudes, right? Sure. Yeah, in their biggest test of the season. They answered the call, protected Dylan Gabriel well. And even if we say, okay, Tawi Walker, Marcus Major never got it going, the two backs on the ground, the design quarterback run was blocked up really, really nice. It really was, wasn't it? And, and pass protection was very, very good. Now, we have questions going forward. How injured is McCade Mataya? Is Caden Green now, is he their dude at one of those guard positions? And at the other guard position, if Mataya's out, is it Troy Everett? Could we see, and I'll, I'll tell you something, I got, I got flat out fooled. I, I was, when I was listening back to the, the broadcast, I thought that late in that game that we were going to see, and I, and I know it would have been weird for a guy that hadn't played all game long, but the injuries were starting to, starting to build up a little bit. But the way, the way in which Savion Bird was getting ready before that final drive, I thought, well, Matoyer's out. You know, Green's already been in at one spot. And maybe Savion Bird's going back in there. And, bro, he was fired up. And I even said on the broadcast, I'm like, guys, I know we haven't seen him this game, but Savion Bird's bouncing around here like a dude that's getting ready to come in the game. And when he didn't, that attitude didn't change. So that was exciting to me in that he's still engaged because I do think he has a chance to be the most physically uh, impressive offensive lineman they have. So your hope is if this is a multiple-week issue or even a season-long issue for McCain Mataller, that in both Green and Bird and Everett, they're able to either find a rotation or Bird can get healthy and get on the right side of Bill Biedenboe. Because, I mean, Biedenboe made it seem like he was healthy when we talked to him last Monday. I mean, a week ago Monday, Bill Biedenboe's like, yeah, he's fine. And then he doesn't play a snap. I mean, that's a little concerning to me. Unless, right, it's still something lingering. So that's a long way to go, Josh, to say I thought the offensive line played well. But let's see who steps up on that interior. You are really good at left tackle. You are really good at right tackle. And Andrew Rame, I mean, I, I didn't listen to Gabe and Teddy yet, but I, I, it seemed like he played really well on Saturday. All right, what's going to happen at these guard spots? Because that's going to be huge going forward the rest of the season. Well, now you've got this week here that can in some ways, I mean, it's, it's a get healthy week, but – it can be a little bit of sort of a fall campish week for you. Sure. Where you can tinker around a little bit up front along that offensive line. You got 
basically two weeks now for UCF to figure things out up front and in the run game and a little bit of time, obviously, before Kansas. And the schedule being what the schedule is, OU's not going to come out and say this, but you get through that road date at Kansas and you got some time to tinker and figure some things out up front to really get this run game humming before hopefully, if you take care of business, a Big 12 championship game. Do do we have to let go of the Saw Chuck Barnes dream? Or is it a situation? Not to, necessarily. Okay. You got a, got a bye week here now. Okay. All right. I'm just, I'm just asking. It's Look, it's getting late. Getting late on it. That's right. But it would be nice. <laughs> it would be nice to have seemingly what you think is the most electric running back on this roster to find to find his footing. All right, um number 3. Number 3. I simply labeled it the drive. I mean, what more what more can you say? First and 10 from your own 25-yard line. There is exactly a minute 17 left in the game. No timeouts left. Clock stops after, you know, the final minute. And you go down in one of the greatest moments in this rivalry. Dylan Gabriel engineers an epic drive. A bullet to Drake Stoops over the middle for 11 yards. First down, move the chains. A completed pass to Jalil Farouk that at first looked like it was going to get picked. But the receiver, like there were two receivers in that area, and Farouk makes a move, avoids a guy, and gets downfield. Which, by the way, the weapon that is Jalil Farouk hasn't been talked about enough either. And he was fantastic Fantastic. in this game. So good. That pushes it down to the Texas 48. Quickly. So you're already in Texas territory. Um, yeah, that, that's a that's an unsung play in all of this, no doubt. Yeah. Um, so you, you catch it at the 48. Boom, you're out of bounds at the 36-yard line. Uh, that's incorrect on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You catch it at the 48 of Texas, then you go out of bounds. First down. Dylan Gabriel, little pass across the middle to Drake Stoops when he steps up in traffic, avoids a pocket collapsing. Right before he gets to the line of scrimmage, look at 12, flashing wide open like it was 2020 all over again. And he goes all the way down to the Texas 20. So you get, in three plays, an 11-yard completion to Drake Stoops, a 16-yard completion to Jalil Farouk, a 28-yard completion to Drake Stoops, and you look up, and it's first and 10 of the Texas 20. And you take a shot play. I think I said, was it Farouk or was it Anderson on that side? I think it was Farouk, wasn't it? I, I, I at first thought it was Anderson. The play-by-play here says Farouk. And you get the pass interference. Yeah, my play-by-play says Nick Anderson. So. Okay, that's what I thought. This one says shotgun pass. Oh, okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, no that's right. They, they have this incorrect here. Shotgun Gil, uh, Dylan Gabriel pass incomplete deep left to Farouk. No, 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 it was Nick Anderson. You get the P.I., and then you get the run. First down and, and goal from the six. You get to the three. And then you get this. 
Nick Anderson now comes far right in the trip set. 27 seconds. Anderson in motion. 23 seconds. Gabriel has the football. Looks to throw. He's under pressure. He lobs in zone. Touchdown! Nick Anderson! Touchdown! Oh, mama! Dylan Gabriel, a legacy-making drive! Can I get some low Sooners in my life as well, please? I don't have that one. Do you? I think I can find it, yeah. Oh, I can find it real quick. I didn't have it, like, right in front of me there. Can you hear stats in the background? Oh, just screaming. It's beautiful. Like, why are you yelling, Dennis? You just settle down. <laughs> uh, are you going to fight? Here you go. Go for it. I think that's it right there, isn't it? Oh, they have their, their cam up as far as where they're broadcasting from, too. Look at Luis. All right, give it to me. This is Enrique. Tiene el balón. Busca. Quiere pase. Busca. Le llegan. Dispara la sola. Touchdown. 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 El hermanito. El hermanito. El hermanito con el touchdown. Con 15 segundos. 33 a 30. Sooners con la ventaja. <laughs> yeah, right. I had a drink with uh, Enrique and his wife on Friday night before the game. And I told him, buddy, I don't know what you're saying, but it always sounds freaking awesome. (laughs) Yeah, it really does sound very good. His daughter is a softball player at Louisiana Lafayette, so we end up talking softball all night long. It was great. I was happy. I was happy for him that his wife got to go. The drive. I mean, simply put, that's what it is, right? That's what we'll know it from henceforth as. The Dylan Gabriel drive. Unbelievable. Stuff of legend. It, uh, It really was a picture perfect drive. It really was, you know, even even running for the three yards to burn a little bit more clock was sort of just orchestrated beautifully. Mm-hmm. They didn't panic, set that play up, little uh, motion there for Anderson to free him up, miscommunication, and Gabriel finds him. And just enough in the pass protection department. You couldn't take a sack there, and, and obviously strip sack fumble would have been disastrous and just uh, the, the pocket presence, the ability to deliver it on time accurately. If you're worried about inaccuracies of Dylan Gabriel, well, he was pinpoint accuracy throughout the entirety of that drive. It's unbelievable. All right, uh, anything else on the drive that kind of caught your eye? It just, again, it, it was from start to finish could not have gone better. Right from the get-go, completion to Stoops, Farouk, Stoops. It's like one negative play. Makes it not impossible, but very, very difficult to go, go get accomplished, you know, given the, the time and situation. And yet uh, it was surgical from Oklahoma. Number two. Number two. If it wasn't the drive, it was the goal line stand. Right? And I just simply put this defense. This defense. Both teams were 5 of 14 on third down. Texas was 3 for 4 on fourth. But guess what? They didn't get the most important one. And in that, they were just 1 for 3 in red zone opportunities. The bottom of the hour, just because we're short on time, you'll hear from Ted Roof. Uh, Ryan Aber and I got a chance to go a little one, well, two on one, if you will, with Coach Roof afterwards. And I said, would you say your defense played well? He's like, I'd say we were gritty. And I think that's the, great, the best turn to put. Came up with winning plays. And – for any, and I get it, if you're a Texas fan, 
you can look at it and say, hey, we left a lot out there. And they did, right? But good defenses make you make mistakes. Mm-hmm. And one thing that is also true about Texas going in is, like, they were not a good red zone offense. And Oklahoma, conversely, a really good red zone defense coming into this thing. And those numbers bared out in the game. And really, I can make a pretty good argument for you. That's why Oklahoma won the game. Which gets us to big story number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. Jeff from OKC asks a very good question. The drive? The stand? Are there any other names we could put on this game? Yeah, there is. Oklahoma didn't play all that well, and they still won the game. The Sooners won the game when they didn't play a great game. And all we said heading into this, Oklahoma has to be perfect. They've got to be perfect. And they weren't. That fourth down miss, blocked punt. Missed field goal. Special teams mistakes. They, I mean, if Texas fans want to spend their Sunday and Saturday crying about how they played their C game, I mean, oh, you might have played a B-minus, C-plus game. The drive was incredible. Dylan Gabriel was really good throughout the game. Jalil Farouk was awesome. The defense made plays. But, Josh, they could be and will be so much better. So many little mistakes. And that's not a knock. That's the reality that of all this whining and crying and some dope putting Texas ahead of Oklahoma on her AP ballot, go back and watch the game. Oklahoma didn't play all that well at times and still won this football game against everybody's favorite off-season national champion. Not too shabby, huh? Let's hear from some of the coaches and the players next. When we come back, when we come back, you'll hear from Ted Roof and Peyton Bowen right here on The Ref. Everything I had planned to do during that break did not happen, Josh. I'm just going to make that very clear. (laughs) Sorry. I think I found, though, the fourth down play. I think I did. Let's see how close I am. Let's see how close I am. Three for three on fourth downs today. Texas breaks the huddle. Different personnel package. Under center goes Ewers. He's got Brooks deep. Three wide receivers. From the two, fourth down, quick throw, caught in the slant by Worthy, folded up. Did he get in? I don't think he got there. I don't think he got there. The Sooners turned away Bevo on the goal line. They had first and goal at the one, and they turned him away. Oh, mama. Why not? This field is short. First down, Oklahoma. Billy Bowman and Dasan McCullough combining on the tackle. What a moment for Brent Venables and this defense. Timeout on the field. There's Stuffed, a, baby. You, you, did you hear Teddy? Oh, yeah. You hear Teddy? Stuffed. <laughs> <laughs> three for three on fourth downs today. This is a fantastic call from Ted. Texas breaks the huddle. Different personnel package. Under center goes Ewers. He's got Brooks deep. Three wide receivers. From the two, fourth down. Quick throw. Caught in the slant by Worthy. Folded up. Did he get in? I don't think he got there. (laughs) He knows, baby. He's seeing it live. 
I, I, I've, I, would, I was going to try to edit it so we could hear God. it all, but I got pulled in a couple different directions during the break. So freaking awesome. To see an OU defense do that in that moment in this game, just, again, culturally defining that for was, Brent Venables in this program. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. I think this is, I think this is Ted Roof. We're about to find out. The best teams that I've been a part of uh, were player-led uh, because when it comes comes to that as far as the, the accountability to one another, and uh, again, when you when you put in the work and you've seen your teammates put in work and you respect one another, again, you can fight for one another. And I, I'm, I'm not surprised because that's that's what he does every day, and that's who he is. But I'm, I'm, I think he's grown as much – off the field, off the field from uh, for, in one year than maybe any other player I've coached, and because last year he was a guy that was you know fighting for a starting job, going in and played a lot and, and made a million tackles, and then this off season his role changed. He became the voice and the leader of our defense, and uh, or certainly one of one of them, and, uh, and he's done a great job with that. I'm proud of his maturity and his growth. Talking about Stutzman, yes, yeah, yeah, pretty impressive, right? He's been incredible. Uh, what, what else can you say? This is uh, best uh, linebacking duo since. Long way to go, but uh, man, they're they're really good right now. They're playing really, at a really, really high good. level. In fact, uh, Roof was asked about their, that relationship between Stutzman and Cannon. They're like Mutt and Jeff. I mean, they're always they're always together. Yeah. All right, let me so much so that they got matching tattoos. They got matching tats, baby. Uh, how, how long do you give yourself to truly enjoy this before it, it's back to the tape grind? Do you, do you give you a little extra time with a bye week or no? No. No, I don't. Uh, you know, because we're on the clock, and we've got a certain amount of time to prove, and we, we can't take our foot off the gas from an improvement process. So I'll enjoy this one the rest of the day and then maybe look at the tape tonight and then get, get back on it tomorrow and, and get moving you know because we got a lot of things we got to fix did you feel overall like the defense played well today i thought it was extremely gritty i thought they they fought hard and i, I felt a sense of belief that they in on enforcing those field goals instead of letting them score touchdowns that those those are huge deals in games like this and you know again really proud of that and then obviously the the red zone defense with as you know as, as much emphasis as we've put on this in the offseason that was a big deal today that's why they won the game my guy, Ted Roof. Let's go. It, uh, look, not perfect, right? A lot they could improve, but they forced turnovers. They tightened up in key moments. Huge. Make him snap it again. Make him snap it again. Stuffed. Gosh, Ted, you're so good, man. All right, quick break. When we come back, your texts have been even better. We'll dive into the next right here on The Ref. So I've made a an executive decision today, Josh. Okay. Our Primrose Funeral Service final thought is going to be the complete fourth or the ple- complete goal line stand with Toby and Ted. Okay, yeah, because we've got to hear the build up. Bro, I'm sitting here and I'm just it's awesome to hear, man. And if you haven't heard it. So at 11.50-ish, 51-ish, when we get back from that break, I'm going to play it. And then probably has to have to ask for forgiveness after I, I play it. Uh, OU UCF, 11 a.m. kick. Wow. Great. Good. 
awesome. Good times. Do you not care about this poor child of mine that has pig needs, I guess? I have to buy pig feed now? It is money uh, out of my pocket, ABC. I can't wait. That's going to be such a fun home game to be at because the the fan base right now is buzzing. It's uh, right now the way this thing is going. It's good for OU that you you heal up, you rest up, and I think now you can really hone in on okay, how can we get this interior of this offensive line playing its best football and, and you know get the run game cooking the way that we want it to. But the way OU is going as a fan, you're like, oh man, we got to take a week off now. You know, like it's good for OU. That they don't play this week. That's right. But as a fan, it's, man, let's just, when are they getting back out there? Get them back out there. I don't want this song to end, baby. To the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, Micah from Kanawa. I'm naming the, the D the Crimson Curtain because you ain't seeing the end zone. I think Toby's dropped that a few times. I've heard that. That's pretty good. Tom and Edmund, if UT played poorly, that's on the coaches for not having them prepared for the moment. Was it too big for UT? Didn't seem too big for OU as the Sooners popped them from the jump. I'm telling you right now, I have tried to let it go. But, you all, I am still so triggered by the the arrogance of that explanation and the incorrect nature of it from the AP voter. It is so on brand. And... I'm not going to let it bring me down. For a dorky media member, with all due respect, she might not be very dorky, but I think she is. Comes across that I way. I think a that's bit. safe. Uh, Frisco Sooner writes I know he has taken a lot of criticism at times, but I think someone who deserves a tremendous amount of praise for Saturday is Jeff Levy. I thought he called a great game. He never panicked and tried to consistently hit deep balls on first and second downs. I love the way he stuck with the run game and trusted his defense. I think that was a huge key. I've said this, man. I've said this even after 49 to zip last year. I said it even after everyone was losing their minds about uh, his father-in-law being on the field. I absolutely love Jeff Levy. And it's going to be a sad day when someone hires him as their head coach and he leaves. He called a great game. A great game. And even uh, the fourth down play, dialed up, poor throw, and – you know, Drake Stoops could have helped Gabriel out, of course, as well. Mm-hmm. So l- a little bit both there, right? Not in the proper spot from Dylan Gabriel. Drake Stoops in a game like that, it's uh, the one you'd like to have back. But, hey, they, they found a way to get to the winner's circle regardless. But bottom line is you can't even be upset there that fourth down and basically two that you didn't line up and run it. You had to play. Had to you play. had the first down. Yeah. And I would also add – you know, there's these these moments that if you were out there, you saw it. But when when it takes a while to get from the press box down to the field, it it just does. They at the Cotton Bowl, you either have to go through the crowd or you've got to go all when the elevator takes you down to the floor. And Josh, you got to walk all the way around the outside and then go down the ramp, and that's how you get to the field. It's again, it's an old stadium. It's not built like that. When Lebby, when Lebby came out of when Lebby came out of the ramp and saw Dylan Gabriel or down the ramp, bro, 
I'm not going to lie. I don't get emotional a lot, but it got me because I love that dude so much, and I love Dylan Gabriel for everything he's overcome. And I loved him because he let him down a, a game-winning touchdown. <laughs> and that helped a lot. A legacy-making drive, sure. as T-Row called. It, uh, Dylan Gabriel's, you know, look, you're going to insulate yourself. You're going to do your best to focus on yourself and your locker room and your teammates. But he hears, he sees what some folks have said in, in Oklahoma's fan base about him. And for him to go deliver in that moment, yeah, I mean, you can imagine. Coach hears it too, right? I mean, they're, they're not dummies. They, they hear and read some of what's being said out there or talked about out there. And for him to go deliver in that moment, I, yeah, I, I, what, what, what was that moment like? I, I assume that uh, it was emotional for those guys. Yeah, sure. I mean, literally, it was, like, it was like those military reunion videos where as soon as he saw him and Lebby saw Gabriel, it was just – Beeline. Massive embrace. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, for the 405. I know Texas sucks at it, but I would love to see OU use a monster package for short yardage situations. After some discussions on Twitter, I've decided Isaiah Coe at fullback, Downs running the ball, discuss amongst yourselves. Is that a poking fun at the Tavondre sweat theories out there from Texas fans? I'll just hand it off to sweat. Just give a sweat. Oh, you'll hear Teddy on the call. It's pretty good. Lana Del Rey has lifted the Katy Perry curse. Is it terrible? She sings, wake me up before you go. Like, she sings Summertime Sadness, right? That's her song? Yeah. Is she more than a one-hit wonder? Yeah, she is. She, uh... I don't know what her music would be classified as, like, indie something or this or that, but she has a massive following, even though it's not necessarily radio popular i would i would define her as a a big time star the past decade so what's the oklahoma tie then she it's my understanding and if i'm out of turn on this text go ahead he's just correct it's my understanding and i don't know if it's anything beyond this but she used to date somebody from the state of oklahoma (laughs) and so that gets her right on the sidelines for OU texas let's go i'll take it i don't my where's my daughters when i need them they let me know about all the famous people, but I wasn't really all that familiar with her. But like I said, whenever my favorite place to stop, Josh, is on the main strip between Gold. Main Street is what it's called, but it's got an actual highway name. Between Goldsby and Washington, and there's a Dollar General there. And I – no, she didn't. What? Travis said she dated Sticks from Live PD. She's not – No. Really? She dated somebody from out, I think, in Tulsa that was uh That sticks like, then. Yeah, that was like a, an officer of some sort, yeah. No. She did. And, uh, you know, here's another story about her. Did you know that she uh, – I, I think I've, I've got this right. Lana Del Rey, she's a great celebrity to be in our corner because she's an unusual, kind of weird celebrity. Not too long ago, she was uh, caught up working at Waffle House just randomly. Like that. For no reason. Like that. Sticks, that's like that's like a sixteen year age difference, right, Trav? Well done, Sticks. Um, but I, I so I was. Everyone's like, "Yeah, she dated Sticks." Okay, listen, I, I've got the Waffle House thing right. Text line, don't I? I mean, is, wasn't it her that was working at the Waffle House? Travis seems to be your inside source. You need to be asking about this. I, I knew one song that she did, so I stopped at that Dollar General because they have. Bud Ice's four packs for three dollars and ninety eight cents, <laughs> and I went in, and the the girl that worked there, she saw my pass, and she was like, 
Alana Lana Del Rey was there. I'm like, I think I saw her. And she goes, oh, my gosh. She goes, that's incredible. I'm like, the, the game was pretty good. She goes, I would have just been out of my mind so excited if I was around her. I'm like, the game was ha- – you know, I wasn't, like, fighting with her. I was like, yeah, it's great. I don't know. I, I wouldn't uh, – I wouldn't have recognized her down there. No clue. Uh, and I like – I like uh, you know, I've heard some of her, sure. her I'm not, music I'm not and stuff. She, but according to that last texter, she lifted the Katy Perry curse. I like we'll the sweater, it. though. That was nice. That was nice. I, Joe C needs to give me the scoop on that. BV is not kidding when he says DG is an assassin. Enjoy it while you have it. Um, and then two more here. For the 918, it looked like the play before the game-winning touchdown. Anderson and the tight end ran the exact same route, maybe to set up the winning touchdown. There is a great angle that Stats has. Dennis Stats Kelly on his Twitter feed to where, I mean, it's so brilliantly schemed. You have a safety that's worried about the middle of the field. Anderson rubs right behind, almost where you don't see him, Josh, of Stogner, who runs that out route. Both defensive players charge to that and they leave Nick wide open in the corner of the end zone. It's an unbelievable design. And if you watch the way that Anderson just rubs right off the side, literally if you're a DB, you might not even see him at first. It was well done. Uh, Gunny of Stutzman Army. Uh, Gunny gets in today. Uh, I've seen Texas fans talking about how they brought their C game. Well, I guess that wasn't good enough to win it. And uh, K-Puck writes, what a wonderful Monday morning. This time last year, we were wondering if they could win enough games to be bowl eligible. Oh, man. We beat the Shorthorn Saturday, and now we're already bowl eligible. And then the 918, how about the freshmen that played? Heck of a job by those kids, Bowen, Green, Dolby, etc. I don't think Dolby's a freshman, but he played really well. I, I nailed my under-the-radar players, which was the entire defensive line. You know, Desan McCullough, something clicked in him as that game progressed. There was a couple of times early in that game where you're like, bro, you can't, you can't turn that down. You got to go and make that play. And something clicked. Something clicked. He was a different player in the second half. Made a big play uh, on the goal line stand. Really did. Really did. All right, quick break. You want to hear the whole goal line stand? It's incredible. It'll be our Primrose Funeral Services final thoughts next. All right, our final segment, as always, is brought to you by Primrose Funeral Service in Norman. We call it our final thoughts with Plank and Josh. 80 years of service, the sincere commitment at Primrose Funeral Service is to make things a little easier for you and your family. Primrose Funeral Service, 405-321-6000, online at primrosefuneralservice.com. Okay, here we go. The final the, the final. Not the final. The goal the line stand. goal line stand. <laughs> and this is where you don't yield. It's on the one-yard line. You just continue to make them snap it again. You never know what could go wrong here. You could fumble the snap. You could get a penalty. Eye formation. Murphy, the fullback. He shifts. Now he's got Sweat back there with him, too. Handoff. Brooks up the middle. Nice. Hit sideways. Didn't get in. <laughs> Kip Lewis came up to make the stop. So you had nose tackle Byron Murphy and defensive tackle Devondre Sweat as lead blockers for Jonathan Brooks there. 
and they lost yardage a it's, little bit. Somehow, I don't think either one of them got any pads on anybody there. Thank goodness. <laughs> but Kip Lewis, man, he's so good at pulling the trigger and coming downhill. That's a great play. Same formation, I formation at least to start here. Ewers under center. Takes the snap, pitch right, Brooks. Nice. Stood up, pushed back, still churning, still pushing. Somebody blow a whistle. Finally, they do. Did not get in, might have lost another half yard. It'll be third and goal. Make them snap it again every time. Make them snap it again. They're on the Texas end of the Cotton Bowl to our left. Texas in friendly territory here. Going to have a third drive from the one. Now, you, they're going to have a play action. It's usually what they, some people call, I, I've always called it dolphin pass, the little sell route from the tight end off of the really hard play action. I formation again. There's now they the shift. Snap. Hand off up the middle. Stop. Pushed back. Didn't get it. <laughs> Three times from the one. Didn't get it. He lost a yard. Back to the two. It'll be fourth and goal. He's got to kick it. No, they're going. What a play. What a play this is right here. Fourth and goal now from the two. Sark's going to go for it. I think they've got four wide and a tight end in. No, there's a back out there. Three for three on fourth downs today. Texas breaks the huddle. Different personnel package. Under center goes Ewers. He's got Brooks deep. Three wide receivers. From the two, fourth down, quick throw, caught in the slant by Worthy, folded up. Did he get in? I don't think he got there. I don't think he got there. The Sooners turned away Bevo on the goal line. They had first and goal at the one, and they turned him away. Oh, mama. How great is Ted? How great is Ted? And obviously Toby, the magician. We'll see you guys back here tomorrow, right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. Steel Man and Thune at noon or next.